everyone and welcome back to the latest episode of Dowry where we'll be looking at the latest talking points from the AFC Asian Cup in Qatar of course including Saudi Arabia's progress uh, of the Saudi team to the round of 16 and an Iraqi triumph for the ages. We also take a quick look at the progress of the Arab nations in the African Cup of Nations taking place of course in the Ivory Coast. With me as always is Arab News Sports Editor Ali Khaled. Uh, Ali, before we get on to it I'm just going to say the experts said last week, no one could look past Japan. More on that later. Listen, Ali, uh, welcome again. Roberto yeah. Ancini's Green Falcons are through to the knockout stages. Hi, Pete. Good to be back. Yes, uh, you know, we've been we've been singing uh, Japan's praises before the tournament, saying uh, <laughs> them and South Korea are untouchable. Of course, we've been proven we'll touch wrong. On but, that uh, later. We'll touch on that later. But uh uh, yeah, uh, look, Saudi Arabia have not really made it easy on themselves. Uh, you know, they're through to the round of 16. Two, two wins in two matches. Sounds great. Um, but, you know, neither match was, uh, you know, exceptional, really. Uh, uh, you know, they opened their group uh, campaign with a 2-1 win over Oman. It, but it could, so easily could have been a defeat or a draw. Saudi mm-hmm. trailed until the 78th minute when Abdurrahman Gharib equalized. And then very, very deep into stoppage time, 96 minutes, I think, Ali Al-Balehi scored the winner. To spark some wild celebrations among the players, quite right as well. You know, I mean, um, you know, um, it, you know, it could have been quite a you know trying few days uh, for them had they not won that match. You know, we spoke last week. Remember, Peter, about like that press conference, Mancini's explosive mm-hmm. press conference. You know, will it galvanize them? Will it like leave a bit of negativity? You know, they ended up winning, so that was <laughs> good. Um, uh, on Sunday, a two-one win over Kyrgyzstan. Confirmed progress, uh, though it remains to be seen if it will be as group winners. You know, that depends on the last match. Uh, again, Saudi did not sparkle, made hard work of beating, you know, nine-man uh, opponents, uh, Pete, you know. And the red cards came in the ninth and 52nd minutes. So really, like, did help Saudi out quite considerably, I, w- I would think. You know, it's not like, you know, two very late uh, sendings off. So, yeah, uh, Mohamed Kanu, the excellent Mohamed Kanu, scored after 35 minutes. Uh, Faisal Gamdi after 84. Um, you know, job done. Qualification with maximum points. Uh, I think Mancini would be happy. Uh, but it's not exactly inspiring stuff. Uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, you know, so I'm saying, you know, having said that, as we mentioned last week, uh, champions often start slowly, ponderously and, and improve as the tournament progresses. So no one should be too disheartened at the moment. You know, like you, you got to be happy with the two wins. Um, it, and, and look, you know, we can say all you want about like uh, performances not being inspiring. It still, you know, certainly beats playing, uh, you know, uh, you know, your best football in the opening matches and fading on later. You know, you'd rather have it the other way around and, you know, and improve throughout the tournament. Absolutely. Listen, don't forget, that our very own Roberto Mancini's home nation of Italy, the masters of improving as tournaments go on uh, and having poor starts. Uh, And some famous Brazil teams as well, Ali, you know, let's let's not forget that. And and I think you're quite right in what you say, um, that you'd rather 
galvanize as the tournament grows. You grow with the tournament. Uh, great stuff. But listen, Ali, we've got to talk about the biggest shock of the Asian Cup so far. Iraq's incredible, and I use that word, uh, incredible victory over Japan. Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Look, I mean, we said last week the results have been part of the course. I think when we did um, uh, the last uh, pod, it was after the first round of matches, and um, it, with the exception of uh, Group F, and there had been no surprises. And obviously, Iraq, you know, by no means, uh, you know, uh, a small team, uh, but to beat Japan was absolutely brilliant, and it evoked the memory, the spirit of 2007, the miracle in Jakarta when you know when Iraq beat Saudi Arabia in the final uh, to win their one and only AFC Asian Cup title to date. Uh, they've now got their fans dreaming again. It's absolutely like incredible stuff uh, by the golf champions. Again, you know, like I mean, you know, you know, we did mention that they did win the golf cup. Yep, it was against some weakened teams elsewhere, but still, you know, that that actually like you know it, it gives them that winning feeling. And maybe a few people, you know, including ourselves, you know, underestimated Iraq coming into this tournament. Uh, um, you know, they, you know. They took a 2-0 lead and really, like, only conceded. It took a 2-0 lead in the first half, only conceded uh, uh, to Japan deep into stoppage time uh, at the end of the match. And so, so really, a, a su- superb win, I think, for Iraq. And uh, easily the biggest uh, shock of the tournament and the result of the tournament. Um, you know, so 17 years on from the legendary win in Jakarta, uh, the lion, you know, the, the birth of the lions of Mesopotamia, you know, could we have another miracle on our hands? You know, we'll wait and see. Um, also love to mention Palestine who drew one, one with the UAE after losing their, in, the first game, four, uh, one to Iran. I mean, that was a tough uh, defeat, uh, but the one, one draw with the UAE, I think that's a, that's an excellent result against the Emirati and, and they could go on now to qualify to the knockout stages with a win over Hong Kong. Uh, you know, what a story that would be for Palestine. I think as well, if you recall last week's podcast, Ali, you said you called it in these in these beginning stages. If you get if you get off to a good if, if you get a good result, four points uh, and, yeah. and you're, you're practically one foot yeah. in there. So uh, what a story that would be, as yeah. you say. Oh, listen, before we bring our first guest in to talk about uh, the last round of group matches, a quick word on the Arab teams at the Africa Cup of Nations. It's not what we would call going according to plan for Egypt, Tunisia, and Algeria. No, it's not uh, surprising. I mean, we, we expected quite a bit from Egypt. Uh, uh, they needed, uh, I think we already mentioned last week, they needed a late penalty, very late penalty by uh, Mohamed Salah to, to draw 2-2 with Mozambique in the first match. And then they drew their second match 2-2 again. And in this one, Salah uh, got, uh, you know, hurt, you know, he got a hamstring injury, had to mm. um, um, be substituted and now could miss the next couple of games. Not really going too well for Egypt. They've got two points from two matches, uh, and they face the tough last group match against uh, the leaders of their group, uh, Cape Verde, on Tuesday. So things not going great there. Uh, I would still expect them, you know, to, to qualify, but it's touch and go now. Uh, Algeria also have two points from two matches, and Tunisia just the one point from two matches. So. Uh, you know, all around, you know, not been a great start. Only Morocco, uh, one of the favourites for the for the cup, of course, after their heroics at the World Cup uh, in 2022. Uh, they've got four points and they've secured progress. But overall, you know, a bit disappointed for the Arab teams uh, in the Africa Cup of Nations. But we'll keep an eye on their progress and hopefully we'll have better news next week. Absolutely. OK, time to bring in a man 
who keeps a close eye on all football around the globe. Uh, it's the one and only John Duden. Welcome back to the show, John. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Pete. How are you? Very well, very well. But always great to have you back on. So Thank much you. to cap. So much to catch up on. Uh, Going to put you into the very capable hands of our sports editor, AK. Take it away. Hi, John. Good to have you back. Um, Cheers, Ali. Um, John, what do you make of the AFC Asian Cup? Uh, so we've had two rounds of matches now. Uh, so a lot of the qualification issues have been confirmed. Um, what do you make of the standards so far? And you know what's caught your eye? I think it's been an exciting tournament so far. The games. There's been lots of good games. I mean, the attendances are very, very healthy. And there's dramatic wins and uh, shot wins as well. Um, so I think some would argue maybe having 16 teams go through from the 24 can reduce the drama a little bit in the final day. But it is also nice that almost every team has still has a chance to go through. And, um, yeah, I mean, lots of teams have made it through already. If you win your first two games, like Saudi Arabia, you've got a game to spare. But... Most of the other teams have a chance. So the final round of games is going to be very interesting. And um, I think, I don't think we'll see any major shots in, in big teams not going through. But you might yeah. get, I mean, the likes of Palestine, you know, have a real chance. You beat, on paper, the weakest team in your group. And then you should be in the, the round of 16, which would be fantastic. And I think that would be a great story. Um, but I think the tournament started well. I think it's getting going. But of course, the knockout stage is when it really... You know, goes up to the next level, and we should see, you know, the usual excitement and drama and shocks. Uh, John, you were keeping uh, an eye on Saudi's match against uh, Kazakhstan uh, in the second the second match, uh, Saudi's second match. What did you make of it? I mean, they ended up playing against uh, you know nine men, not exactly inspiring stuff by Saudi. But at the end of the day, you know, two wins out of two. You know, you, as they, as we always say, you can only beat what's what's put in front of you. It has not been an exciting, uh, exciting or sort of, uh, you know, matches where they've dominated. Uh, but you, you, do you reckon Mancini will be happy with those six points? Well, I think at the moment, I mean, he's, he's in the second round, which, you know, if you get to, by the time he gets to the quarterfinals or semifinals, nobody really remembers what happened in the group stage. It's just, you know, getting out of it. And it's always the same old question, you know, when do uncertain performances in the, in the group stage, is that a sign of a team uh, which has problems or is it just a team that's finding its, its feet and uh, as the tournament progresses and until we get later strong, we just don't know. But um, look at the likes of Japan who have three points from the first two games, they'll be jealous of Saudi Arabia having the six points and Mancini has a chance now to uh, rest three players and play around a little bit in this final game. I think yesterday's game... It's tricky when you're playing against a team that already would be happy with the draw. Um, then they're down to 10 men and then nine men. So your game plan goes out the window very quickly. Um, I think there were some concerning issues about um, Alasori doesn't seem to be his, his, his usual self. I mean, there was a, a lack of energy, I thought, and urgency. I mean, he was a chance to win 4 or 5 nil really. Um, and there didn't seem too much concern about scoring many goals. I think it would could have been a great chance for the strikers to get on the score sheet. Um, but it's always a difficult game. Ten men, nine men, physical team. You no, know, all, all you can do, and they, they just defend. I mean, all they're going to do is defend. Um, and you know you're going to win as soon as you score. So it's a tricky game to kind of uh, think too much about. Um, but it's six points from two games. And um, it's should what should happen now is Saudi Arabia win the group. Should beat Thailand, I think, in the final game. You've got nine points. And then 
what he needs to do, of course, is take it to the next level at the next level. John, you mentioned uh, uh, Salim Adosri not firing on all cylinders. I mean, that's, you know, while obviously, you know, you'd want him to as the tournament goes forward. I mean, the fact that others have stepped in, maybe goals have come from places that we didn't expect, and the fact that you know, that some of the goals have come late, you know, that's got to be a positive as well. I mean, you know, you, we've, we've mentioned the negative. It hasn't been, you know, you know, too inspiring. But, you know, I think the fact that others have stepped in and that others will score when, uh, when Aldosri is... Uh, is not scoring, you know, that's got to be positive. And it's got to, you know, Mancini's got to be happy with that. And, you know, what, how do you see that? And what other players have caught your eye from the Saudi team? Well, yesterday, Canu was excellent. He scored a good goal, of course. His all-round play. I mean, I think, again, so he got played against nine men. You don't have to worry too much about your defensive duties. You can get forward. Um, although, Aman Garib got a great goal, of course, in the first game. And I think he should have started yesterday. And he looked very lively when he came on. Um Agambi goes got a goal, a bit of a soft goal, but he was very interesting as well. Um, and at the back, well, they, I mean, it's hard to say about yesterday because playing against uh, ten and nine men, there weren't too many issues. And I think um, going forward, I think it's, all it takes. I mean, like Mancini will, will point to like you know, I think it's been mentioned before in 1982, Italy they draw the first three games in the group stage of the World Cup, then quarterfinal game against Brazil, they beat them, and then from there. They were on fire. I think that's sometimes what you need is one game, one good game to really find your rhythm and find your performances, and then you don't look back from there. Um, and now the Saudis are in a position where they can find that game, hopefully. And I think it's possible in the second round, I mean, they may find themselves playing against South Korea, um, another team that hasn't quite um, found their form yet. And that could be a good thing in some ways because beat South Koreans in the second round, and maybe then things will move on, and then belief will be there. And the team could start flying, but of course, the opposite could happen as well. But I think it's interesting, Mancini said very quickly yesterday that we're not favourites to win the title, you know, we're not in the top four. And um, But I think you'll be quietly happy with the results, but sure, there's a lot of improvements that need to be made. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think, again, I mean, you know, what applies to Saudi applies to South Korea and Japan as well, who are not having a great time. Uh, so we could say exactly the same thing, that they will improve as well. But I think overall... The fact that two teams that we thought really were invincible have not looked at, you know, I think will also be quite encouraging for Saudi. Yes. I mean, as Saudi and Argentina lost their first game, as we all know, in the World Cup, very few teams win a tournament by playing well in every game. Um, When Iraq beat Japan, and I think for Japan, it should be the wake-up call that they need. But also, it's a reminder to everybody else that Japan have defensive issues. Um, South Korea too needed a last minute on goal to get a point against Jordan. A game they thought they win quite comfortably. Um, so yeah, no team is going perfectly. Iran struggled to beat Hong Kong just one nil, and uh, so all the big teams have issues of their own. And but uh, so, so one of them, of course, is going to find their way through, and um, and it could be Saudi Arabia. Uh, which have to, of course, we have to wait and see. We need, I think, Al Sori needs to play well. I think if Al is not playing well, I think it's very difficult for Saudi Arabia to kind of reach the levels that they need to be on. Um, but so far, it's okay. I think they've done what they need to do, which is just get out of the group stage. No, no major injuries, hopefully, and then take it from there. Uh, John, you've already mentioned, obviously, like, uh, and I mentioned earlier, um, Palestine, a great story. And of course, that incredible win by Iraq uh, over Japan. Fantastic stuff, you know. So you mentioned those two teams. How I mean, last week, Peter mentioned after the first round of matches. Peter mentioned, you know, you know, quite a nice uh, turn of phrase. Uh, 
the results for the Arab teams were par the course. I mean, really, you could you could go through that first round, and they it's kind of what we what we expected. Obviously, the Iraq uh, result uh, has uh, changed this. As I would say, um, uh, Palestine's draw against the UAE, I did not expect that. I thought the UAE would win that one, and and Jordan. Jordan's draw as well. And as you just mentioned, they came within seconds of beating South Korea. So I think, you know, those three are, you know, you know range in degrees of surprises. Uh, but um, what have you made of the other Arab teams or the Arab teams' performances in general? Well, I mean, it helps with playing in, in, in Qatar. But, of course, Iraq, as you mentioned, um, always had talented players. But the coach has been there through, you know, uh, quite a long time in relative terms in the region, about 15, 16 months. They were fantastic against Japan and uh, they showed how you have to play against them. Um, and that could be, again, that could be the result that you know, takes Iraq, Iraq to to the next level. Um, overall, I think, you know, Jordan, I, don't, I thought was very impressed with them against South Korea. I mean, they had a terrible build-up. The results were really awful. But then when the tournament starts, it's a measure of a good coach. You know, it gets the team playing the way he wants and um, the results are there. So I think overall... And Qatar couldn't bounce back, of course, from the, the nightmare of 2022 and just made it look very easy. Um, and now, I think, before the tournament, I think lots of issues and they changed coaches, of course, very, just a few weeks ago. But they're looking like, they're, again, they could be a very difficult team to beat on home soil. And I think um, at the moment, you have to say the Arab teams have looked better than, 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 than the East Asian teams. But, of course, there's still a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, last question, really, John. Uh, we've already touched on uh, South Korea and Japan. We've been going on about them for weeks, saying that they're the, t- the two favourites. Uh, would you say, and again, you, we've already mentioned that they will improve as well. Would you say that they remain, alongside Saudi Arabia, the three teams to beat? I think Japan are still the teams to beat. I mean, you'd, you'd expect that um, no, the Iraq game would be a bit of a wake-up call for them. Um, that's what I, have, I admit, but maybe they find it a bit difficult sometimes to play against teams when they're expected to win comfortably. I think maybe that could be Japan's weakness, but they have the attacking talent too that nobody else has. I think in the tournament, I think uh, South Korea have the big stars, but don't quite know what they're doing on the Klinsman. I think the coach and people criticize Banchini a bit in Saudi Arabia, but it's more than that in South Korea with Klinsman. But they've got four points from two games, and uh, yeah, I think the three teams like Iran. Haven't really been tested yet, but um, you know there's some disquiet about you know, the coach there as well. So every team has their issues. I, mean, I think Japan are still the favourites. One result doesn't change that. You, you allowed one poor performance and one bad result in a tournament, but you can't really have two. Um, but yeah, I think it is more open than than we thought it would be. And I think it was interesting after the Japan lost to Iraq, the, the Japan coach Mariasu said it's like an away game for us playing at all with all the local fans, and maybe that could be a bigger issue than we thought at the time because um, the crowds have been good, enthusiastic and big and supporting the, the Arab teams and that can make a difference. That's great. John, I feel like I've uh, I've stepped on uh, Peter's toes with that last question because we know what Peter's going to ask now. Go ahead, Pete. Well, yeah, not not really, Ali. You, you, you've sort of teed it up at the back post nicely for me. Uh, <laughs> whether John can nod it in, I'm not sure, but the, the, the pressure's on. John, we're going to put you on the spot as always. You, you, judging from... As always, an immaculate uh, look at, at what we've seen so far. You've definitely seen enough to have a crack at who you think your top two favourites are. Well, I think I know Japan. I think still the team to beat. Um, after that, I don't know. I mean, Australia have been very quietly going about their business. And we haven't really talked about them. Um, 
And I think they're going to be there and thereabouts as well. But uh, really, I think, yeah, I think Japan and Australia, but but it could be anybody else, I mean, not anybody else. But I think Saudi Arabia have got a good chance. And I think it yep. depends on the draw and um, how the team's feeling. But yeah, it's very open. It is very open indeed. Uh, Ali, same question uh, goes to you. I'm going to stick to my, uh, I mean, I did say at the start, maybe perhaps, uh, you know, wanting Saudi Arabia to do well, uh, you know, while obviously South Korea and Japan are the two best teams. I'm going to go for Japan and Saudi Arabia as my top two. I think uh, okay. I think Mancini's uh, um, experience in winning tournament football, international football tournament with Italy, will come in handy when the pressure is on. Uh, already mentioned, John's already mentioned, you know, six points out of six. He'll be the envy of other other coaches. He can, uh, he can change, you know, a few things for the last match. I think things will start to improve for Saudi Arabia. I mean, I mean, you know, again, you know, we, we need to have to remind ourselves like the maximum points, which I, I mean, I've been talking as if like um, they've had a, a bad start. Hardly, you know, it's just only the performances have like raised a few questions, but six points out of six going forward. I think they will continue to improve. John's spot on about Japan. I think everyone's allowed to have a bad result. Yeah. Japan will absolutely go on to improve. I mean, I think we can, we can expect that. So I want to stick to those two teams, uh, Australia, uh, South Korea, okay. very good. Uh, Iraq, dark horse, and you know we haven't really mentioned Qatar as well. Who knows what the you know the, they're capable? But I'll stick to South, uh, to Japan and Saudi Arabia. Good, you're only allowed to mm-hmm. uh, save us, John. Listen, Green Falcons fans will be pleased to know I haven't changed mine. Uh, Saudi Arabia is still my tip for the tournament, uh, and they they will be uh, until it can't be. So, Green Falcons fans, have no fear. I'm right behind you. Um, massive thanks go to our special guest today, as always, John. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Um, that's it for another episode. It's great to see you and such a fascinating insight. That's it for another episode of Dowry. Uh, another AFC Asian Cup flavored episode of Dowry, and we'll see you next time when we will be looking ahead to the serious business of the knockout stages.